Hello, and welcome to Maker's Dot Dev. <laughs> how's, how's, how's it going? I, I think that'll work. All right, cool. <laughs> we're we're trying something because, uh, as many of you have noticed, the uh, my audio is low for the first like several seconds, um, and it's because I talk second. We think, and it's like averaging a lot of silence. And so we're going to try to both sort of talk at the beginning. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. This is we're not going to we're not going to fix it by like I'm not going to work. It by like editing into doing. No, we're we're just going to we're just going to see what the least amount of work we can do is and, yep. and if it fixes it. Uh I forgot to say it's episode number 92. I don't have a fun fact about 92 because I am so excited to finally talk about something that I've had to, to keep secret and not talk about for so long. Chris, you got a job with Google. I need to know all about it. I did. Yes, I got a job with Google. It is official. Everything is signed. I have not started yet, so technically, I guess things can go wrong. But yes, everything is signed. My background check is done. Everything's everything's moving. Yeah. T- tell me all about this. What's the job? Why? T- we we. <laughs> I've been able to see this journey for like months now. Yep. Please tell me what what was the impetus to uh, get a job? This is this is a big life transition. Uh, th- this uh, may put our co working uh in a in a different position uh what what walk me through it from the from the beginning of the first inklings of that you might want a job what what was going on sure yeah so i'll start with what the job is real quick um so it is developer relations for google photos or developer relations engineer for google photos um which sounds a little odd given some of the stuff i'm interested in um developer relations i think fits but so i'll start from the beginning um i think it started sort of like in microconf actually um i got really excited and then act uh, about acorn chat right and then after microconf i just felt really listless it was very different than before hmm. um and i noticed the same feelings in myself that i had noticed before once before in my life which is right before i quit my other job like hmm. uh six or seven years ago to do something different and so i pretty much knew that i needed to do something different but didn't know quite what and that's when i started sort of looking at at things looking at jobs and stuff like that um and you could probably hear that if you go back in to our podcast recordings you can sort of hear that um and then uh at some point so i've been doing a lot of kaggle right and at some point i saw a job opening for kaggle community manager which is a developer relations position um and I thought that sounded super cool. Uh, it is some coding, but not co- not a bunch of coding. And it's a lot of interacting with Kaggle people and a lot of stuff like that. Um, and Kaggle is owned by Google. So I would be a Google employee if I got that. So that was really cool. So I applied for that. I went through several interviews. Uh, let's see, a phone screen, hiring manager interview, um, a full on-site, a virtual on-site interview panel. And then, uh, as we can talk about, uh, hiring got a little squirrely and their headcount shifted and then the position just didn't exist anymore, Mm. (laughs) or at least not for now. And so I had gone through this entire Google interview process and now the position didn't exist and we're already like two months in at this point or like a month and a half in. Um, but because I went through the interview process and did pretty well, I got to do what they call team matching, which is I get to meet other hiring managers hiring for the same role. So in this case, it was developer relations engineer. And I met with, um, I think, three three teams. um, And uh, yeah, Google Photos uh, was a good match with my skill set and what they needed. And so that's what happened. Um, You'll notice a two-month gap in there. That's because of a hiring freeze, which we can talk about too. (laughs) But that is how everything happened, yeah. Congratulations. I'm very excited for you. Um, I have so many jumping off boards and and things to talk about. Uh, I, I I I think my first question is, where does that leave us with acorn chat uh you, you mentioned you've been feeling listless 
Uh, is this something that you want to continue doing? Is this something you want to shut down? Is it something you want to maybe sell? Uh, do, do you want to keep doing it on the side? Uh, maybe will this become like more enticing to work on when you have a full-time job? And, uh, and how are you currently framing that? Yeah, so I was worried because I didn't know Google's policies about working on things. Um, it turns out they let you have side projects and even you can be employed separately as well. But um, there are a few big caveats, which in one of them is like, it can't compete with any Google product or any current or future research and development, basically. Um, okay. <laughs> so I need I need to be a little careful what I work on. Um, so I actually don't know exactly the status of it until I probably get with my hiring manager and make sure I can work on it. But as long as I can, um, yeah, I plan to keep it as a side project. Um, I know that when I have something important to do, like consulting, or in this case, a job, I want to work on other things like side projects and other projects. And so I, I could definitely see that as my out, sort of my creative outlet outside of my job. Um, and that's what I want it to be. And I suspect that as soon as I start a job, I will have a desire for a creative outlet like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that, that's my current plan, but I need to like make sure I can actually work on it you know, and not get into <laughs> IP trouble, basically. That makes sense. Uh, okay, next question. What are you planning to do with all that freaking money? <laughs> uh, it, having a job is nice, man. For it's, real? Uh, oh, man. It, it pays you, and that's that's great. Um, Regularly, I do on a, on a schedule. Right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, you may have heard of some stories about Google salaries. Um, they, they can get really high. Uh, I do live in Indiana, and so it's actually quite a bit lower than... Uh, it would be if I was like in Seattle or the Bay Area or New York, um, but it's still really nice. Like it's a it's a solid solid job. So the, there uh, are a few yeah. interesting things that we talked about on uh, salary. I think the first is what what you're talking about now that it's um, salaries based on uh, oh there, there's cost of living and then there's uh, some other term and they use the yeah, other term. Yeah, it's based on cost of labor cost in of your labor, market. That's right. Yes. Yeah, which is so an engineer in Indianapolis and an engineer in say Seattle. Uh, what is the pay difference for doing the exact same job? Mm. And that's how they determine it. Yeah, because cost of living difference, I, I think I looked this up, like the having a similar house in Indianapolis requires, or having a three-bedroom house in Indianapolis requires like 40K a year in income, and in the Bay Area is like 400K. <laughs> so cost of living is like times 10. Uh, that's much better so for they, you then that it's cost of labor instead of cost yes, of living. Yes, it is. Yeah, right. Okay. It is. Yep. Yeah. That's, that doesn't feel fair if it's cost of living because it's like how expensive is your lifestyle as opposed to like how good are you at doing work? Yeah. That, right. That Which is why fair. they do cost of labor. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then another interesting thing about this is uh, you, you said that compensation in Google is split into three different categories uh, plus plus a, an optional signing bonus. Uh, can you talk about those three categories? Yeah. So this is at all the things except for Netflix. Netflix is different, but um, all the others they do, they have a base salary and that's the regular salary, you know, paid every two weeks, whatever. Then they have equity, which is significant and given in stock, which is vested. So you get like, you get a certain amount, but it's vested over four years. Um, and each company does it a little differently. So it might be like 25, 25, 25, 25. Mm. Um, Google is front loading it a little now. So it's like 33, 33, 22, 11 these are percentages per year um amazon exists and I'm sorry, exactly this, this is the percentage of of uh equity that you get so if, if you leave after a year at google you get 33 yep. percent of the total amount of equity that, Co- that correct yeah got. okay and, and the good thing is it vests monthly so it's actually it's not like i get it all after a year it yeah, i get some every month but okay after 12 months i will get 33 percent um, gotcha. amazon is is flipped actually it's like 5 11 30 40 or something something like that um 
I would think that's what you would want to do as a company because you're trying to incentivize people to stay longer, no? Yeah, so it's very interesting incentive structures. Um, Google, by doing it the other way, so, so Amazon, because they do that, they have to give a lot of cash up front, mm. um, whereas Google gives a lot of stock up front, um, and the total compensation numbers look higher because mm. the it, the stock is front-loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, Netflix just gives cash, so yeah. Mm. Um, just full cash, no. Equity. Just full cash, yeah. Okay, and then I guess you can um, buy the stock if you want. I guess, I guess I like that the best if I had to choose. Yeah, but, I, it's pretty yeah. nice. It'd be pretty yeah. nice to get full cash. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then the last part is bonus. So you get have an expected bonus, um, and it's like you know ninety five percent of Google employees will get you know a standard bonus. Five uh, percent might need improvement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's I think their targets, something like that. So. Yeah, and this is all, by the way, this is all public knowledge. Uh, I'm not giving away anything, you know, any private information or anything. You can look all this up. Yes, I was impressed with the amount of research that you were doing, like researching the questions they might ask in the different stages of the interviews and uh, researching, like, the the types of things that you can negotiate when you're doing your salary. I think you you played that game uh, very well. Yeah, it... Uh, yeah, d- definitely read negotiation advice. If you're going after big companies, uh, they will negotiate, and so you should. Yeah, cool. Uh, you read Patrick McKenzie's article on how to uh, uh, argue for a higher salary. Was there anything else that you read that you would recommend? Um, I just uh, uh, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Of course, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good ones. Uh, there's it's interesting though. There is con- a lot of conflicting information, so you mm. kind of have to listen to everyone's reasons and then sort of pick and choose what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like um, one I can think of is about half the people I found say only negotiate on the phone, and about the other, and the other half the people said never negotiate on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it probably doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, um, whether you do email or phone, for example. Um, so stuff like that. You, you kind of have to. I think the best advice is just to negotiate and okay. also like the patio 11 article is basically like the calculus for you and the calculus for the company are totally different mm. like the company does not care I, I mean at some point they do but they do not care if you get an extra five grand a year whereas yeah. you know for you that's like a, a big you know it might be a huge deal so yeah. yep i think uh the other sage piece of wisdom that you said during this process was something along the lines of like the best advice is to get a lot of advice and then yeah <laughs> Which, like the the process you you went through with this, I think is a is a pretty good generic case study and just learning stuff. You you uh, spread your net far and wide and read books and articles and YouTube videos and things about how to negotiate better, and then saw what the common advice was between all those things. And then use that as your as your main strategy, and uh, you, you got a job at, at a salary that I think you're very happy with uh, in all three parts of the compensation. Uh, it's it's very exciting. When is your start date? Two weeks from today, October seventeenth. Is that two weeks from today? Two weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm excited to start talking about some uh, secret Google stuff on this podcast. <laughs> Just tune in for sure. some, some trade secrets. <laughs> Get me in trouble and fired first day. That's right. <laughs> yep. What you don't know is that I'm getting compensated by Facebook. To... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, neat. That, um, yeah. Uh, uh, congratulations again. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge update. I, I feel like if we had been talking about this all during the process like every every beat in the story would have been a whole episode but uh i feel like it's a pretty good summation anything else and other things we should cover in this major life development uh i don't know i i do feel kind of lucky because so i mentioned a two two month hiring freeze um i had a team match before that and my team was prioritized which is what mm-hmm. or my position was which is, but they i mean 
across the board got rid of like half the open positions or something like that also meta just announced the hiring freeze and they're going to do performance improvement and i just mm. saw just before this podcast they're starting to rescind intern offers um mm. so there's quite a big downturn at least in like meta and some other companies um and enough that google put a hiring freeze mm-hmm. um on for a while so uh i feel good to have secured a job before uh things freeze over for the next several months yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool and that you got hired basically in the middle of a hiring freeze that's uh i think you'll be seen as a, a very valued employee like that they needed you that badly that that they're hiring you effectively during a freeze uh very cool uh that's a huge life update oh let's talk about uh the google ads although we don't quite know where acorn sure. is but like that that was still a uh uh project uh how are the google ads for acorn jack going yeah so last time uh, i realized that having anything with chat in the name is very bad for ads because you get yes. lots of uh like random stranger chat and chat with girls usa and <laughs> yep. stuff like that so i did a lot of negative keywords i did uh pruning of like my search terms and all that stuff i got it down to what i think are only basically good impressions so, so high intent impressions for live chat and like slack widget you know software mm-hmm. um but that means i get something like two clicks a day now or or you know plus or minus mm-hmm. um which is way less traffic than i thought it was going to be i think because all the rest of the numbers you know had these other chat uh thing like it's hard to separate when you're just looking at search numbers um yeah 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 so i guess i'll leave it running at two clicks a day uh it's like a dollar per click or something uh but it's gonna take a while before i haven't seen i don't think anyone do a trial <laughs> from a google ad so uh we'll see i'll, I'll let it run for a while but yeah i did not have the success that you had which you can talk about which was mixed success yes oh okay. uh yeah well okay yeah th- this is a good transition so i on one of my marketing days bought a google ad for this file sending feature and i knew file sending had a lot more traffic than file receiving uh that's part of why i built the feature oh a little backstory i can't remember if i said this but uh no i did yeah we transfer was down and so i like built this thing in a day um on sarah's uh uh suggestion she was like hey we chose like this you gotta push this forward i was like yes okay uh so i did that and while i was building it i was like oh man how great would it be if i had a google ad right now that was you know matching for phrases like we transfer down or we transfer alternative like this this would just be killing it so uh i wasn't able to get the ad out that day and and uh but i still wanted to try it out and see uh you know what i could like it, it's still sending files is still a very high volume set of keywords so i bought a google ad and uh it was getting approved and i, I was able to do it much better with their new interface because i just done it for you and the next day i look at my uh traffic my analytics for firebase and i saw that i had like like five people currently on the site and I was like, what? And I look and over the previous day, I had something like 800 people that had gone through and clicked on the ad. And I was like, oh no, I'm spending way too much money. I must've misconfigured something. And I go to look at the Google ad and I'm spending four to six cents per click. And I'm like, oh, hold on, what's going on? <laughs> and, and the numbers just looked magical. Um, And I was thinking like, okay, this this uh, isn't quite a, a smooth sales funnel like this is just a feature and then i have two buttons on the page for receiving files and that that links to my old rails app uh but like okay this is something i can work with and i love working with traffic so much more than i do 
just like building stuff for fun because when people are actually using this feature i was able to see oh hold on i've made this too slick like people don't know that they have to stay on the page and wait until their files uploaded and i'm still having that error but i, I was able to introduce <laughs> like there's a way to, to uh pop up and uh notice when someone tries to close the window if you still have an active data transfer going uh so i did that i can't customize the message uh which makes sense because otherwise people could say messages it's like don't close this window or else you'll get a virus or something um so I did that and, and I was able to, to like prioritize, okay, I had, you know, 20 people uh, have this particular error. Why is that happening? Oh, okay. And, and made like the usability of it much more uh, straightforward. Was able to see, oh man, there were some bugs that I fixed that were kind of fun of like legacy browsers that are a couple of years old that don't aren't using the new API, but I was able to just like switch the way I was doing something and everything worked exactly the same, but uh, it, it now works on, you know, 99% of browsers install instead of uh, like 95. So that was fun. And uh, I'd like to continue doing that and just make sure that that process is like as slick as possible. Um, so this, so, so since I started running the ad, uh, I guess it's been like a week. Yeah, it's been a week. I've had uh, 3.4 thousand clicks. I guess I could have said oh, wow. 3,500. 3.4 thousand, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, with an average cost per click of three cents, um, Google Analytics says that I've had 3.7 thousand users in the last seven days uh, and 21 in just the last 30 minutes. And that's really exciting. Yeah. So here's the not exciting part. Yeah. That I like, but but like it's something to be worked with, right? Like, <laughs> like I can do something with this. Um, the majority of traffic is from India and Pakistan. And I don't know what to do with that information, but I think this is the tactic. I think probably the reason why these clicks are so cheap is that no one else is advertising to India. And I don't know a lot about India. I think like that the average income is less, but like people in India still have credit cards. Um, and same with like Pakistan, also Nigeria, Bangladesh, Egypt, Indonesia, Burma, Albania, like not countries I would have thought of, of like people that I want to sell to for, for the primary product. Um, and looking at like who actually converted into paying users not that impressive i over the last week uh oh what is it where are the numbers i've i've had 3 new customers in something like the last uh 10 no oh since the 25th okay so yeah since this has been running i've had 3 new customers which Three, paying customers, right? Paying customers, like people who converted yeah. to actually be paying me uh on the cheapest plan of of 29 $29 a month. So and i i think i have the data and i think i can connect it I don't know if they would have come from uh, the ad, but like at this point, it's kind of an optimization game of like, okay, let me track like, you know, for the paying customers, where did they come from? And I had a whole bunch of signups, which is really interesting. Um, signups might've gone up, but like, I don't, I don't quite have a handle on this data yet. What I would love to be able to tell you is like the number of new users that I had sign up for receiving files that came from the ad. And then the conversion rate of people who came from the ad versus like my standard regular conversion rate. And I think I have all the data. I just need to be able to like connect it and tell you like, okay, for sure, you know, I, I paid this much. I think I've paid something like $80 in Google ads over the last week. Uh, you know, that turned into for sure these two customers that I got this last week are not customers I would have got uh, if not for the Google ad. So 
uh let me spend twice as much and, and see what happens uh alternatively i might say like ah i you know i got one customer and it was a u.s based customer and you know i've had i had this much traffic from india uh and you know that it's it's 20 times what my usual traffic is and that converted at a predictable rate to uh paid people uh to to or i'm sorry to, to users to signups uh but then none of them converted to paying customers and then there's several things I can do with that too, right? Like I could potentially have regional pricing uh, if if that's an issue with pricing. I could potentially do like more localization. Maybe maybe I do find the Indian version of file advice and have like a, a version of it in uh, uh, Hindi and uh, oh gosh, they speak another language in India and I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. I do you know? I, I know Hindi. I don't know the other. Okay, one. They, <laughs> there's they, another they have, one. That's... I, I think there's many many regional uh, languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's where I currently am. I have I have traffic and traffic's exciting, but I it's not quite the traffic I was expecting. I love how cheap the traffic is. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh but now it's like I'm playing the game I've been wanting to play for a really long time of like, okay, how do I adjust these numbers? How do I figure out what to focus on to be able to to convert the right sort of traffic into the right sort of user? Uh and in the back of my mind with all this is is this adage of like as a bootstrapper, you don't want to be running a company where it's it's a very horizontal product where it's just a whole bunch of people using it because now customer support's higher but i have rich and left for customer support uh and like infrastructure's higher and you have to be worrying about servers going down but i have firebase they can deal with infrastructure and scaling and all that um so yeah that's where i am right now what are your what are your thoughts yeah that so that's all super interesting i i think the next marketing day you have uh gets to be a coding day which is great but the coding is yeah figure out the pipeline so that you can track exactly where people come from and 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 when they sign up so mm-hmm. yeah you need to know if you have the data and if not then you need to be recording the data to figure out they clicked on this ad they viewed these pages they signed mm-hmm. up they waited 10 days and then they paid or whatever yep. yeah and then you can start playing the game for exactly all the reasons you talked about so that's cool um the other thing that i thought of when you were talking about this is it's not even if no one signs up say from india it's not necessarily a bad thing because if you're getting lots of traffic then google starts seeing you as a site that gets a lot of traffic and Mm. i think that boosts your ratings but i could be wrong i Mm. I don't know how seo works um so it may actually not be a terrible thing if you get a lot of traffic cheap traffic that still doesn't convert um Mm -hmm. but i would talk to an seo expert for that that's not me um but yeah i I think it's exciting and and very different from my experience with Google Ads, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the the first day where when I woke up and was like, oh my god, there's like people actually using this, and it's like, and then I looked in the database and like there are people using it, like people are uploading files and they're, and they're doing right. it. That man, that was a rush I haven't felt in a, in a long time. That was really fun. <laughs> um, so you know, if nothing else, I feel like I've finally connected with. I I have some traction, right? Like I I spent some money and I got traffic, and th- that traffic is turning into people using it and like my funnel isn't perfectly slick but i already knew that um and the the way that i'm making money from this funnel is like the same way that i've been making money with file inbox for the last seven years and that feels very clunky and like that onboarding process i think can be drastically improved and uh there's there's things i can point to now of like okay this I, i feel like i have a much more tangible sense of how to grow this as a company um and that that feels very exciting um so that was marketing experiment number one uh and then after that success i was like oh i'm looking for more u.s based customers what if i get a uh promoted tweet 
what if I tweet about this thing? And so I made a little video of me demoing the product and uh, I gave Twitter $30 to try to optimize for clicks. And I said, what can you do? And Twitter said, uh, not very much. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I paid $30. I got one paid click. Uh, I had five total clicks from the tweet that like clicked through to, to the link. Uh, and only one person from Twitter. And this is also data that I'm tracking. So here, here, what I need to be able to tell you is like, this is how many paid customers it turned into, or, or this is how many right. signs it turned into. Because what if that one person who clicked through from the paid tweet turned into a paying customer and that was the one person of my of my three new customers from this last week um i really need a handle on that data to to be able to confidently go forward uh but from the intuitively it seems like probably not (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah the the numbers were just like drastically lower for uh about the same uh amount of cash uh and part of that might be that like you know that was targeting more u.s customers i think i actually don't know i don't know who twitter would have been advertising to my followers certainly are probably mostly based in the u.s yeah, th- there's four, or three or four ways to set up a tw- uh, Twitter ad. So mm. it all depends on how you set it up. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something I'm very good at. Yeah, but that's interesting. So if we're going by the the book traction and what they recommend, not I mean, the first half is setting up the channel, but the second half is you got to measure it so that mm. you know how it's doing. So yeah, I think you've done great on the first half. Now you got to do the second second part. Yes, I need to be able to tell you confidently, like this is how much money I put in. Uh, oh, what the, the things from traction were, I need to be able to tell you uh, what my cost per customer is, how much money yeah. I have to put into the system to get a customer back. And I need to tell you how many customers are available on that channel. Although I don't know that that matters so much at my stage. Like I'll just, I'll get customers from anywhere. I think that's mostly for like, you know, when you're at a certain stage of growth, you don't right. want to waste your time with, with smaller marketing channels. Um, and... I guess that's it. I just need to tell you my customer acquisition cost from, from yeah. each of these channels. And then uh, the yeah. other thing is once you have that information so twitter it didn't work great the first time or maybe it did you don't know because you don't know if that person turned into a customer yeah but uh every channel is going to be very different in terms of how they respond to certain types of ads Mm. ads on twitter i think especially lately have to be very um engageable so it Mm. can't just be like an ad it has to be something where you know someone's actually it's going to actually catch someone's attention in their feed and they're actually going to do something about it so this is probably Mm. where more like the um the uh like education as marketing stuff comes in where like Mm. if you have some interesting data or interesting you know something interesting to teach people Mm. uh who happen to also might you know who who also happen to might need file uh receiving or sending Mm -hmm. i think that's where you'll get more clicks um if it just looks like an ad people just scroll past it i like that does anything come to mind of an educational tweet i could give um file sending so the thing i the thing i told you which i still think is a good idea but i don't know what you do for it is that one dating site who every year released like uh anonymized data yeah, about yeah. different dating okay, things so if you have some anonymized like file sending information that's interesting i have mm. no idea what that would be but uh some kind of report about uh yeah that or, or if you if you can come up with any sort of interesting fact that you've learned because you have you know are are doing file sending that's i'm, I'm trying to think i, I can't <laughs> but may, okay. maybe you have something i don't know i learned some interesting technical things about like <laughs> the apis for file yeah well, the it, browser support but i don't know that that's like overlapping with the market of people trying to send files no that's more i see that as more like a, just an organic tweet that you can do from your account <laughs> yeah, yeah people might uh you know like it because of that yeah hmm. I, okay I don't know. well 
I'll, I'll be thinking about it. I'm also um, not good at this. You should probably find a marketing person <laughs> who, is, who you can talk to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I, I, to, to summarize, I'm enjoying that. I'm like actually playing the game of marketing now. And like, I, I am getting traffic and I have a reason to see the data of, I, I, at this moment should be able to calculate my customer acquisition costs from the Google ads, uh, channel specifically, like going through this, this sending files feature. Um, and then, I have a lot of low-hanging fruit, I think, in, in improving the sales funnel. Oh, that's another thing I was going to ask you about is, like, I had so many people trying to send files, and I think it would be a much easier sales process to, instead of saying, like, pay me $30 a month to receive files, I could be saying to the people uploading the files, wouldn't you like to do these other things that you can do with uploading files uh, for $5 a month or for $20 total? Uh, and I, right. I, I, I feel an aversion to doing that because that's like not the bootstrapper thing to yeah. do. Right. Um, but that feels enticing right now. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, my first thought was don't do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, it might, might be a good idea for certain things. Um, you have talked about some of the features you might offer to file sending and mm-hmm. some I think are great. So like, um read receipts or download receipts uh Mm. custom download pages especially for like agencies Mm -hmm. um maybe commenting on files i think that was part of it um being able to change uh like upload a new version and see version history Mm. Uh, stuff like all stuff like that is great for like agency type things which would be business to business i mean i wouldn't start less than you know 29 a month for that or whatever 19 whatever your lowest plan is um for receiving Mm are there things that consumers might want to do for $5 a month that you could offer? And then like as an upsell, have the agency plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, I, I guess what I would do is get tracking in place. Um, I, I still, I think I, when you brought this up during coworking, I think I told you to finish your, uh, rails to, um, Firebase transition first. Yeah, for sure. Um, because that's still weighing you down. I think a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's not marketing and that's not, you know, getting you more customers, but it's something that I think you're really working on. And once that happens, that removes a lot of excuses. Um, yep. and a lot of, yeah, weight off your mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, I would write down all the things that you want to add to file sending. Mm-hmm. And then if there is a subset of those features that people might pay $5 a month for, sure. Try it for a little bit, you know, okay. maybe it turns out you get, you know, really bad customers from that, like who have a lot of support requests and then you just turn it off. Right. Um, or maybe it opens up a whole new growth model for you. I'm not sure. Um, does, does that help? <laughs> I feel like I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's clarifying that I think, I think there's work that I should definitely do before. Well, does that quite make sense? No. Yeah. Just, just for like clarity of thought and for being able to focus, I think I do need to finish the rails to serverless transition before turning that turning just sending into a product that that does feel like something i need to do um because once that's done now i can be like bundling file sending and file receiving features into one thing so i i could say okay you know i have a 30 dollars a month plan and that includes these things that you could get before on the the uh, file receiving stuff and it includes these features on file sending and talking with Sarah about this has been 
very clarifying because she is uh, consulting for an agency that like is doing the things that I, I would want an agency to be doing with this. And like she, she uh, would want to be using things like uh, read receipts and, and version control and uh, being able to send and receive files on the same page so that there can be like this back and forth. Um, so yeah, that's, I think I, I think I do want to finish the serverless transition and then I can start thinking more about like, developing new products within the the serverless thing right now it does feel very clunky that the way that i'm making money from the file sending is that there's a link to the legacy rails app and uh they have to go through that clunky thing and it's kind of jarring to be like like the product that you use at the end of that is not the product that you just use to send the files and right uh although you know people might not be able to tell the difference but uh i can i know that it's a it's a different back end <laughs> that's not okay <laughs> so okay okay uh development laser focus on uh uh the serverless transition and then on marketing time laser focus on being able to calculate the cpc um and uh not cost per click customer customer acquisition cost cac okay. um be able to calculate like and and i would also want to know cost per sign up because signing up i think is pretty straightforward if they sign up on the on the uh, rails app um and uh, that feels like it might be more promising. So if I if I can see like, oh man, if I spend 50 cents on Google Ads, for sure I can get a user of someone who wants to send a file and they're signing up and they're, they're trying to sign up to, to be able to receive files. What if I could make $5 a month on those people? Is that something, do I want to play the game of making, you know, charging them $5 a month uh, for, for people that I'm paying 50 cents for? That's potentially something I would want to do all day. Uh, or at least experiment with, right? Like I want to, I want to try that out, and then maybe I figure out, like, oh man, <laughs> the support burden on this is just not worth it. <laughs> this, uh, but maybe that's fine. Maybe, maybe it's like you know, I have I have more people emailing me, but Rachel's handling those, and I'm paying Rachel a fixed cost, so like it doesn't really matter. Or maybe I just start paying her more uh, to, to be doing it for more time. And uh, the, my main resistance to that would have been like, oh man, I have to like maintain ten times more servers. But if Firebase is doing that for me, then I don't think I really care, right? So, right. yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I, I, I'm having fun. This, uh, I'm, <laughs> can you tell I'm having fun? Is, yeah, I, I like having traffic. There's like so I, I can work with something here. It, it was uh, great. That's my main takeaway. It was great during co-working to see your eyes light up with like, I got how many people visit yesterday? <laughs> it was, it was really, too many zeros yeah. on that. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's right. You, you see the graph go up, and it's it's fun. Um, yeah. yeah. That, the only other thing I would uh, caution against is if you're getting a lot of traffic now, the likelihood that you got on some bot list is high. Mm. So make sure you have some kind of uh, honeypot or bot detector on your signup to make sure if you're getting a bunch of signups that they're actually not bots. Yeah, that's interesting. And I can send you the code I used if you want. <laughs> Did you just pretty... do the uh, like the Google? Um... Oh, yeah. Okay. I, so I didn't. This... I, you could use reCAPTCHA. That, okay. That's a that's poss- possible um i didn't i just used a honeypot so okay. i used two different ones one was a css based one and one was a javascript based one and as far as i can tell it has been catching 100 percent of bots i mean i wouldn't know if it wasn't i guess but yeah deleted there it did smell kind of funny the names that people put in for if the names don't match the email so if it's like george and then the name is like timothy at gmail.com or something yeah uh, yeah those are all bots interesting thank you <laughs> we should probably blur that in the yeah. <laughs> oops i will i'll edit that out thank you <laughs> thank you for um 
that actually sounds like kind of a real person um okay. based on I my just, experience I just said a real with <laughs> i just said a real person's name <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay but bots are much more obvious than that yeah in okay. my experience i'm not gonna say the full email <laughs> this time this person's name is guido and then their email is guido at a domain name i've never heard of before uh and they did make a page okay oh. that's the other thing if they do anything then yeah. they're probably not a bot bots okay. in my experience sign up and don't they, they what bots want is the email is for you to send an email to that email address okay and we talked about this before the reason why um has to do with spam lists and email provider yes, yes. lists and stuff yeah um, yeah so if they do anything they're also not a bot in my experience okay okay all right yeah okay Th- this is if, with better analytics i'd be able to tell you like yeah okay so so i want to be able to say like are these people real what percentage of them are converting to paying customers and then what percentage of people coming from the ads how, how many people from the ads for for what amount of money are converting to, to actual real users and they are actual real people okay okay yeah this feels tangible feels good yeah working with uh real stuff i have three no two more things i want to talk about uh the first is my consultant project is almost done i still haven't I keep meaning to ask them if I can talk about who they are. And <laughs> I don't know if I can. I, I'm going to text them today. I'll probably talk about it next time. Um, but that took, unsurprisingly, longer than I thought it would. Um, I think I tend to be very optimistic with this sort of thing. Uh, 26 hours and 37 minutes uh, so far. If we take $5,000 divided by, we'll call it 28 hours. Uh, 178 an hour is great. Not I'll bad at that. all. I'll, my, I'll do that all day. My guess is you have 50% left based on what you told me with some back and forth and stuff. I logically agree with you. And also that feels <laughs> absurd, right? Now. It feels like, <laughs> oh yeah, just one more bomb and it's done. Oh. <laughs> but I've been doing that this whole project, right? Like yep. stuff just takes way long. I think I, I tend to be extremely optimistic in, in like yeah. how but long things are going to take me. By 50%, I mean, you have to do 50% more on top of what you've already done. Not that you have 100% more to do. If that makes yes. Sense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which would be, you know, what, what's like hundred bucks, more than a hundred bucks an hour still. So. Yeah. I'll take That's that. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, it's also been very clarifying of like, especially, especially man, there was a day when just, it felt like 10 things were happening at once. Uh, one of which is the thing I'm about to talk about where like, you know, I, I was jamming on work for the Ali Abdal project. Oh my gosh. I just said the name. Okay. Well, there's blur a second. <laughs> two blurs. Second. Two, two beeps. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm writing it down. Thank you. There's a <laughs> the second thing we need to blur out for, the, for this episode we have to blur it in the video too because i can read your lips so we'll, we'll blur I, the video and I beat guess, the audio i think i'll just cut it out i think all right oh my gosh what am i doing <laughs> so never put me on a on a witness stand <laughs> never never i can't ever commit a crime because i'll just i'll just say that i did it oh man uh i think it's better if you don't cut it out it's pretty hilarious <laughs> I mean, I mean, I agree. Beep, beep it, I'll but see, don't cut this part. I'll, I'll see if I can talk about it. And if I can talk about it, then I won't bleep that part out. Okay. And then it'll All just right, be great. really funny. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a day where I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. I was, I was bouncing <laughs> forth between this consulting project and seeing that, like, Google Ads were going crazy. Um, and then also having a call with someone about uh, Clips.Marketing, which is the other thing I want to talk about, where they were like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest project ever. And I was like, oh, actually, it kind of is. Uh, it just felt like everything was happening all at the same time. And I like being in that state of a whole bunch of things happening. And I think, I think partially that came as a result of just saying yes to more things. And when this 
opportunity came along to do this project being like well uh I, I can sort of rationalize that I that that my time would be in the long term better invested in doing more SaaS stuff, but doing this has been kind of more motivating for SaaS stuff, and I've still been able to, with with the exception of today and yesterday, uh, I've still been able to put in work on uh, File Inbox consistently every day, and uh, yeah, to to have that balance of like, okay, you know, this part of my day is spent on File Inbox, which is more of a long term thing, and then the second part of my day, I'm effectively making a thousand dollars doing you know uh this this stuff for the consulting project so you know the work that i'm doing for file inbox should be worth about a thousand dollars i i should be doing the work that's that's at least that high value um yeah it's it's fun to be able to have that sort of thing to contrast on and to have different sorts of payoffs for how i'm spending my time i like it yeah um i agree and that's exactly how i felt six years ago when i quit my job Mm -hmm. uh and that's less how I feel now, which is why I'm getting another job. Um, th- this this brings up something I wanted to talk about. But since our ADHD talk with Jesse Anderson, um, I, I don't think I have ADHD, by the way. But I definitely recognize tendencies of certain things. And it's very interesting to listen to those tendencies, like listen to him on his podcast, talk about them, and then recognize them in my own life. Hmm. One of the things uh, you can switch between this sort of like wanting to do a million different things or like right now, like... I know I'm really good under other people's deadlines. Like that's Mm. something I know from time pressure. And I feel like that's okay right now. And that's Mm. why I think a job is great for me right now. Mm. Um, Who knows about, you know, five years from now, but uh, I, I think for the last six months, I've been craving other people's deadlines, which you have tried to give me. Thank you very much. Uh, It hasn't worked very well. (laughs) I'm not not mean enough. I (laughs) I guess I gotta, I gotta Um, berate you more on coworking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You have, it has been very good uh, for, for you to gently poke at me. But uh, I think if I have other people's deadlines right now, that's what, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. Uh, that's that's the game of life. You, you work with what you got and you adapt to where you are right now. And uh, yeah, I, I've i also been thinking a lot about working. Like there have been days where working at Google feels like absolutely the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah. I'll let you know in six months how it is. Like I might... I, one of my worries is that I get there in like two weeks and three days from now, I'm like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's well, a worry, but we'll see. It's, I, you know, they can't like force you to work there if you don't want to work there. So, uh, right. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, last thing I would like to talk about is clip start marketing. Um, especially in light of this new marketing stuff I've been doing. It, feels like i have a lot more ideas for how i would grow this as a product um my current plan is and the one that just like sprang into mind when i was thinking about this the other day having a call with someone who like wanted to use it right then the thing i did with file inbox is have immediate value on a page that requires no signups you go to the page with the intent to send a file and you can send a file right there and it's like you click on the ad and it says drag into the file here you drag into the file there and then there's a big green button that says copy this link and i could even do something clever of like you don't even need to click to copy the link it, it automatically uh, uh clicks it's the, the most seamless possible delivery value you could possibly have and then you go to the link and you download the file and i was thinking about what that might look like for clips.marketing. marketing and i think what that would look like is you google something really high intent to want to clip a video and my ad pops up eventually seo would be great but that's a longer term strategy the ad pops up that says you know clip a video with a transcript or whatever you googled you click on that and you have a big video editor page that says upload the video here or paste in the link and then you do that and then immediately 
you, you're in a very simplified clipping interface, like something as simple as, I don't know if you've used it in, in QuickTime, there's a trim function. You can just trim yep. on both sides. You, you could do that. Or you can highlight the transcript. That'll start happening automatically. Uh, or you can enter time codes if you want to do that, but that would be more advanced. Uh, and then you say, make a clip. And then it makes a clip. <laughs> and then you're, and it just renders seamlessly in the background uh, in multiple different formats. And it tells you the formats based on where you might want to post the clip. So it would say like, you know, download this clip for Twitter, download this clip for uh, uh, TikTok and that's in portrait, download it for YouTube in the original format uh, and, and you click those and you get it. And then that clip has a bumper on the end of it. That's an advertisement for clips.marketing. And there's a watermark on it that says this clip was made by clips.marketing. And then I have sprinkled into that interface a whole bunch of different upsells of like, hey, would you like to add your logo to this clip? Would you like to add custom branding? Would you like to automatically queue up these clips so that they get published on your Twitter channel or your uh, LinkedIn or whatever else uh, so that, you know, you don't have to do any work. Uh, would you like to, you know, have a custom intro and outro? Would you like to remove the clips.marketing branding? I bet you would if you're doing this <laughs> professionally. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I just let people make clips and just advertise my product uh, with the, the clips that they made. And then there's, there, there was this segment of people who were talking to me about clips.marketing that sort of confused me at first that I feel like I know what I would do with now, which is like people who are clipping other people's videos who just like are big fans of Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss or something. And they heard a really interesting tidbit of a, of a clip. I was doing this for a while also. Uh, Sam Harris, uh, and, and you make the clip yourself based on their episode and then you publish it on your own social media. And I could be using those people to advertise for clips.marketing that then anyone who's trying to make a clip like that, uh, you know, that the clips that they're seeing all have, you know, made by clips.marketing in the bottom. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my strategy that right now seems like it would be so easy and very straightforward. And <laughs> I'd be able to convert, you know, customers in the, in the same uh, way that I'm doing for the Google, for the uh, uh, Google ads for file sending. Right. Uh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Several thoughts. Uh, one is clips at marketing, like had some high intent people at the beginning who seemed to want to pay a lot. And yes. then you just sort of didn't do anything. And then I forgot <laughs> that. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to pick it up back up, that's great. Uh, don't let it get in the way of what you have with file inbox. I think it like, so that's one caution I would have. The other thing is you can actually test Google Ads. So if you are expecting it to perform like the this file uploads, downloads uh, ad you had, and you hang on to that for months and months, um, you might might be disappointed when it actually happens. You could direct people right now with an ad to the Clips Marketing homepage. And maybe they're disappointed when they actually hit the homepage based on the content of the ad or something. But at least you have numbers. You have numbers for a cost per click and how many, you know, like, Yeah. So I guess that's what I would do is make an ad way sooner than you expect, like today. That's a great idea. Because yeah. on Clipstar Marketing, I am, I'm collecting email addresses, and then I have a little sequence that – not a sequence. I have one email that I send someone after they sign up. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, what, what do you need this for? Um, yeah. And I have a list of like 20 or 30 people that wanted to use it. And yeah. of the people I talked to, like I floated the number $100 a month. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You said that like a long yeah. time ago. And I was like, oh, why did I, why did I stop working on that? Why didn't I do that? I, I don't doing? know. <laughs> did I, I think I went on a trip or something and like forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. That's the problem with doing so many things at once. Yeah. Oh, I got um, to focus, dude. Yeah. So, okay. I'm, the, the, I, I continue to be okay. excited about this. Go ahead. The, the other thing I was going to say is if you want to do like this low cost, like free thing, I would 
make sure to do the math first because people start uploading like two two hour 4k clips um, yes you're gonna get drowned in in costs real fast yes um yeah i would like to yeah. know back at the envelope like when what what's the bare minimum that my conversion rate needs to be to be able to be breaking even on the server costs um yeah okay so I guess before you think of a free thing, I would send some traffic to it. Some yeah. like make an ad today, whatever. Yeah. Just watch it for a week and then talk to those 20, 30 people and see if they're still interested. That's what cool. I would do first. Okay, cool. Um, and then I, I agree that I don't want to let this be distracting me from what I've got going with file inbox and finding out that I have so much more bandwidth to do work by doing this consulting project and like working on file inbox at the same time that I'm doing the consulting project and like making a full app in, in uh, about a week uh, that was very complicated involved a lot of API calls and like lots of stuff going on uh, while I'm still pushing file inbox forward and still doing like the, the development and the, and the marketing and everything else uh, I realized like yeah I could just I could just keep working the same amount but instead of working on the consulting project I just work on clips.marketing and then I could be doing both and so, yeah, I think as soon as this consulting project's done, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, did I want to talk about anything else? No, that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got, too, unless you want to talk about my sewer. Yeah, let's talk about your sewer. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I just I just want to uh, vent to people because <laughs> so this... <laughs> This is the dangers of home ownership. Uh, I've talked about my sewer line before, how sometimes randomly it backs up. Uh, and I had someone out to camera it the other day, and I got a quote for $20,000 to fix <laughs> fix my sewer line. I do not think it needs $20,000 worth of work based on the camera uh, results. Um, but yeah, so that, that's why you should keep a condo and not have a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to do a lot of YouTubing and Googling, and I think I can... There's like three things I can try myself before mm. I spend twenty grand. So cool. That's what that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Become a sewer expert. That's yeah, right. for twenty thousand dollars, like that that would buy a lot of equipment to have a new hobby of uh, fixing sewers. <laughs> exactly. And, and to be fair, like it wasn't a crazy quote in terms of the workout. Like they would have to to do what she wanted to do. Mm. You'd have to dig up the whole yard and tear apart half my basement. Oof. So. I, I don't want to do that. So yeah. I'm going to try to fix it without doing that. Um, what's what's the problem? The sewer's not sewering? Yeah, so it, it's it's backing up. And so um, there are parts of the sewer which are a little flat. And you want it to be graded the whole way so that stuff can flow, right? Yes. And they're getting a little flat outside. It's because the ground is sort of settling like it does. Um, and inside, uh, it is unclear what's exactly going on. And so like her fix was just to replace everything okay. um, basically inside. Uh, like in the basement anyway mm-hmm. and um but like the outside fix as she was cameraing it she was explaining like it might be a problem in 10 or 15 years mm. and i'm like so why would i fix it now like that's yeah, not the yeah. problem it's inside that's the problem and inside there are fixes i can do before replacing the whole thing yeah uh, i don't 100 percent know what those fixes are but that's what youtube is for and uh so yeah i just just wanted to rant about homeownership for a little bit <laughs> cool yeah i hope you don't end up spending twenty thousand dollars and i hope you uh develop some new skills and maybe buy some new cool tools to yeah. help you fix this and then everyone on your block if they have the same problem you can be like oh i've got the watchamajig that that's fixes right. it from the inside uh cool now that's all i got <laughs> all right that's all i got too <laughs> see you next time <laughs>